This is In the Shadows Podcast. Lots of cigar talk, but if it's going on in the world, we'll be talking about that too. And by the way, the fellows don't shy away from controversial topics. Trust me. So grab that stick, kick back with your favorite drink, and let's do the thing. This is the In the Shadows Podcast. Now your hosts, Tony the Soy Sauce Assassin, along with Albert, Martine, and Eric. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Shadow Sports Legion in the Shadow Podcast. I'm your host, Tony the Soy Sauce Assassin. Today we have Eric, we have Martin, and we have the Cigar Collective, Peter, who has an Instagram, uh, shows a lot of um, different cigar he smokes. So make sure to go check that out after you hear this um, this podcast. You know, just make sure you don't do it during the podcast. Go to him after the podcast. If you feel like it, check him out. So uh, since we have him today, uh, let's let's go through a little bit introduction for him. Peter, go ahead and introduce uh, introduce yourself a little bit. What's going on, everybody? Uh, I am Peter of the Cigar Collective on Instagram. I have been into cigars for uh, I'd say about twenty years now, but more seriously in the past uh, three ish years. So that's when the collective has started, and that's when the collection has started. Damn. Well, yeah. three years, it's, it's a long time to collect. I mean, I mean, even for someone that probably just started three years ago, probably have a small collection, right? Oh, so yeah. today's uh, topic, let's talk about collecting cigars, right? Uh, because everybody eventually get to that point where you start seeing yourself to have what is a quote-unquote collection, right? And, and uh, collection could be 10 cigars, collection could be 20 cigars, collection could be 1,000 cigars, right? Uh, when you have a a sorted version of what you usually like, that became a collection, right? So, you know, for I guess people like me or like Eric, our collection are very all over the place. Like we just our collection is basically whatever we left have left over, right? We don't uh, majority of our cigar is not like we go collect for the sake of collection. Our collection is mostly leftover cigars that we didn't end up smoking because we tend to, tend to buy the entire box for the box or whatnot, and then we have leftover uh, stuff. And that became our collection. And, and our collection is mostly for sharing rather than us smoking it because we tend to smoke a different cigar every day. Yeah. Now, for Peter, uh, when you collect your cigars, right? How do you, how, like, let's, let's talk about this. Like, what has changed for you when you say you, you you did it for 20 years and then um your first 10 years of what you have collected and to your latest previous three years while you collected what are the difference yeah so i i guess it all depends on where you are in your cigar journey right so in the beginning when i was smoking cigars it was no more than just grabbing a few sticks when i was going to meet with some buddies and knowing that we're going to have a cigar that night i wanted to have a few things with me so, you know, the first 15 years of smoking cigars was, oh, we're going to go play golf. Let's grab some cigars. Oh, we're going to have a bonfire or a barbecue. Let's grab some cigars. So nothing back then was more than, you know, a small desktop humidor filled of cigars that I would smoke on occasion. Just go into a B&M, never anything online, pick up whatever I wanted for the day or what I was going to, you know, smoke in a month. It was only a few sticks. 
And, and that's how it was for a really long time. So more recently, like you've been mentioning now that I've been doing the, uh, the Instagram account, the cigar collective, quote unquote, right, collection of cigars, that, that transition happened more so when I'm at a different stage. I kind of know what I like now. I've been smoking for a while, been smoking more frequently. So you tend to know what you want to have on you to smoke at all times instead of just trying stuff randomly throughout your cigar journey. So now that I've been doing this for a while, it's I know what kinds of blenders I like, what kinds of brands I like. So you try to pick up what you can whenever they're releasing stuff. And now that I'm in the uh, sharing journey where I've met uh, a bunch of contact or uh, content creators and everyone's, you know, sharing sticks that they enjoy and trying to one up each other. And uh, it's a whole different breed now. It's a, it's a, an expensive hobby now, but it's it's definitely a lot more fun. And I enjoy this part of the hobby way more than the uh, the beginning part. Cool. Yeah, I, I totally can get what you mean, right? Because like you know, once you start sharing, the fact that someone else is smoking you, the cigar that you have provided to them is a totally different feeling than you know, when you buy it for yourself, right? So now that collection not only is for you, but now you have to allocate, allocate a specific amount. Like, you know, when somebody talk about the cigar, I'm going to have these for sharing. And yeah, in a way, is uh, a, a higher expense but it's a totally different feeling when they do the flavor back and then send you another batch of cigar even if you didn't like all of them it's a totally different feeling it's like okay i add these two on my list to smoke i want to smoke these uh you know it would be very cool when you receive cigars that you don't normally buy right and then that could lead you to a different like collections and stuff like that right so uh, what is the first box of cigar that you bought that added to your collection? Like, you know, what is the first step when you say, you know what, I'm going to start a collection. I'm going to start adding cigars I like. What is the first box that you bought? Yeah, I, I remember the first box I bought, and it was um, it was probably right before I started the collective, so about three years ago. And I walked into a B&M, and I was just like, you know what, instead of just buying, like, three, four cigars and keeping them and, and handing them out. I was like, I'm going to get a little bit bigger of a humidor and I'm going to start keeping a couple cigars, a couple boxes. So the first box I ever bought was a box of Oliva Milano V's Maduros because it's just a, it's a good cigar. It always has a consistent flavor and you know what you're getting. So I enjoy those. I know a few of my friends enjoy them. So I was like, might as well just get a box and have them at the house and not have to run to the B&M every time and just have them on hand. So that was the first box that sent me down the rabbit hole. Cool. I mean, that's a safe bet, right? Now, when you when you think of Oliva V, Milano, that's a safe bet. Like, I, I think anybody who starts their cigar collection should have one of those uh, uh, safe cigars to, to, to smoke, right? Because usually that's what a, a collector collection have, right? It's just basically some safe ones, some rare ones, some one of them that you really like, and small amount that you tried it, but you just happen to have a few sticks left, right? That that will be a collection, right? So Martin, like when when you had a collection, right? Uh, what was the the collection like? All right, so um, for me, my collection started probably about three years ago, and sadly, after my divorce. 
my cigar collection just kind of depleted. <laughs> so don't get a divorce, but if you want to start a cigar collection, um, what I normally had in my cigar stash was like just the good stuff that I like, Olivas, uh, Espinosas, and just uh, every once in a while I had like a Padron or something like High Dollar. Uh, but for me, that's just, I wanted like stuff that I could go to every single day that I knew I liked. I, uh, I would go to humidors and pick up a lot of stuff that I had smoked and I reviewed and after reviewing it, I enjoyed it. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get me some more of these and just have them as like, go do stuff. Okay. Uh, how about Eric? Uh, you know, when you started collecting, I don't know when you started collecting, but when you started collecting, how does that look like? Like, you know, what was your first, uh, uh, you know, route to the rabbit hole per se that you bought? You go, okay, start from this point on, we just got to go buy crazy cigars. <laughs> um, oh, I mean, crazy amount of cigars. Crazy amount of cigars. Uh, I was tired of running to the BMA, tell the truth. I was, you know, it's like every day before I get out of work, I was like, or oh, before work, I run to a local B&M. And then I was like, I'm going to grab a few sticks here and there, right? And then my first box was the Onyx, the Onyx, whatever, black or something like that. But yeah, it was, to me, back then, it was a perfect cigar. It was good. It was salty. It was Now it's just, blah, you know, it's whatever. But um, I didn't get serious collecting until like five years in. Like, I do gradually, like, collect stuff, like collect the rarest stick and stuff like that, go hunting for it. But I didn't get serious until five years in, and I just go start going nuts. Where I'm buying every rare thing out there, and plus, like you say, I love sharing. So when like people, uh, you know, just friends and stuff, and like hit me up and like, hey, have you smoked this? Have you tried this? Have you? I was like, no, I would love to try that. And then I was like, hey, do you want to trade? I'm gonna send them a big ass bomb as I can. <laughs> And then, like, I had, you know, to me, it's not even about the price or the cigar or anything like that. It's literally just sharing my uh, my collection. And that's how I look at it. And when I receive, I don't look forward to receiving cigars. But when I do, boy, don't I get excited. <laughs> but, yeah, that's how I look at it. And that's how the collections are. Just because me being lazy before work or after work running to a local B&M. Okay. Uh, so on my side, um, I didn't even know I had a collection until people say I have a collection because I'm an impulse buyer. I just buy whatever I see. If I got find, if I walk around, I see something, I buy it. You know, like I have so much junk in the house. I, I look like a hoarder in my house. Everything I see, I'm like, oh, that looks pretty cool. I want to buy it. That looks pretty cool. I want to buy it. Oh, look, look at like that. Oh, my friend bought one. I want to buy one too. No wonder why you, when you go to my house, you're like, that was empty. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I bought so many things just by looking at them. And, and I, you know, if it looks good, I'm buying it. And then we'll figure it out later. You are a hoarder. <laughs> yeah, I'm a hoarder. So, uh, you know, and, and over time, it just starts to pile up. You know, every time you go out with a friend, you know, and the friends say, oh, I need to go to the cigar shop. Like, okay, let's go, let's go. And you go to the cigar shop and they buy something. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. I'll buy something too. You know, yeah. and next thing you know, you just keep having boxes and boxes and boxes. And especially during the time where um, uh, we're watching TNT cigars, uh, those uh, you know live shows and stuff. The every was that Sunday or Saturday? I can't remember Saturday or Sunday. They would be talking about what they are promoting the cigar and stuff like that. 
and and regardless whether or not I have it, after they're done, I'm like, I'm going to order that. I'm going to order that. <laughs> I, you know, as a support, you know, as I'm going to order a pack of that. I'm going to order this and that. And um, and 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 when uh, Cigars Daily became one thing, everything that he says, oh, I'm going to go buy one. I'm just going to buy one, right? And and I visit like Cigars Daily. I'm like, oh, I, um, I'm going to support you. What should I buy? And he would just tell me a bunch of things. I was like, I'll buy all those. I'm like, I, I take your whole humidor, please. Thank you. <laughs> And then before you know it, you just have a whole house of cigar, and then another house of cigar, and then another house of cigar. You just have houses and houses of cigars, and then you, you go, no, no, no. You you don't just have houses and houses of cigars, man. <laughs> well, if you buy them faster than you can smoke them, you you will know what I mean. Oh like a lot of time, a lot of time, Asians will buy things just in case you had to give something. Yes, we do that. Yes, All right? Because like there, there's always a event. Uh, occasion holiday that you had to go visit somebody and you had to bring them a gift so a lot of time we just buy a bunch of those things and then to give and what's the number one thing you give to asian tobacco right uh it's, it's a tube of cigarette or uh, expensive uh cigars or something that they can't buy at the local shop you get a lot of those right so what is the high price stuff you could buy you buy a bunch of uh cuban and you buy a bunch of um uh drinks alcohols you know wines that kind of stuff and you start to pile it up and before i know it i have you know two cabinet worth of uh, uh whiskeys and then like uh, and 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 cigars just everywhere because i i buy them originally the reason to buy them was to give them away so i would shove them everywhere i'll shove it under the sofa or shove it under the you know the, the carpet the bathroom everything i just find a place to put it i say like, oh you know next time when i think about it i'll, I'll just get it out and give it to people but as the cigar journey progress on and doing shadow smoke legion i smoke more and more and more and that's because then that's became like you know what next time i'll just buy something else i'll smoke this one right here i'm in the bathroom on my toilet i was like i need to smoke something i don't i'm too lazy to go to my basement right now it's cold and i just pull out my bathroom drawer and there's some dumbartons or uh davidoff <laughs> i'll just take a lot of smoke i was like you know I'll, I'll smoke these right now and then um yeah if i need to get something i'll just get something later and before you know, it, I have loose cigars everywhere in the house. I do have boxes, but like, I uh, you know, some of the boxes, unless I open it, I don't know how much cigars are in there because I just use them as I go. You know, I have a family member that come to my place, and you know, sometimes they were like, "Yo, I heard you have a lot of cigars." Where again, depends where we're talking about this. I would just go to the nearest part and grab a cigar, right? So uh, my my laundry has some cigars. Uh, and here's the thing, all right? Uh, for those people who keep a uh, cigar in the laundry room, it will smell like detergent. Don't put it in the laundry room. It's actually bad. Tony. Um, but, uh, but the one in the bathroom doesn't smell like shit. So that's a that's an amazing part. Just the laundry room smell like laundry room. I don't want to receive cigar from you no more. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, for me, uh, like like I said, uh, the the collection was unwillingly established. Now, like, I, I never had that one point says, I'm going to start collecting cigar. It's more like I have so much of it now, it feels like a collection. But if you ask me what I have, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I have. So with that being said, Peter, do you have a, like a list of something that, that gets you to like remember what cigar you have, how many sticks you have, that kind of stuff? Because a lot of people with the, with the collection actually have those, you know, they keep a tab of what they have. Yeah, in the beginning, I used to do that. And then once the collection grows rapidly and you forget to log a few things and then you fall behind on writing you know what do i want what am i buying what 
what edition boxes do I have? What year is stuff from? Like now, forget it, dude. I fell so far behind on that list. It's not even worth trying to catch up. So I'm in my humidors all the time. So I have a good idea of what I have um, on hand. So it's, it's easy when you're rotating your stock frequently, you're in your humidors, you're, uh, you're constantly opening things and moving things around. So, uh, you know, off the top of my head, I could probably figure out what I have. But as far as a hard list, yeah, it, it worked for a little bit when there was like two humidors. But now there's like too many humidors and it doesn't it does not work anywhere. Yeah. Uh, how about Martin? Like, you know, when you had a collection, do you have like a method to the madness? No, just stuff it up. Just fill it up completely. So you don't know what you have uh, uh, once you, you know, fill I would, out the humidor. No, I would buy stuff. And then if it looked good, it's kind, of, it's kind of like this. Like when you go when you go to the grocery store and you're hungry, you just pick shit up. So it's like for me, when I go into a cigar shop, it's like, hmm, what do I want? Oh, that looks good. That looks good too. Oh, five bucks. I'll get a couple of those. And then here and there. And then it just that's gets stuffed at the bottom because my good stuff is, that I normally smoke is on top. So the other stuff just kind of falls down to the bottom. <laughs> so there was really no no sense of organization or anything. I mean, I would keep like Lanceros on like a specific area, uh, my Padrones and my um, um, the LFD and Lucian Bulls, like my high dollar smoke um, celebration type of cigars, but everything else just... 15 and under just kind of went all together. Okay. How about you, Eric? Um, like, you know, what, how, how do you sort your uh, real madness? I don't. Well, I kind of do, but I don't at the same time. I, I have trouble looking for things that I want. You really know this, Tony. You, you really know the, the experience. When we try to look for something, we can't find it, but it's there somewhere. But uh, I'm the opposite. I put my good stuff, usually my good stuff, on the bottom. And my other stuff that I just daily smoke or whatever that I just want to get rid of or smoke, uh, it's on top. Because the bottom one, I usually give away. I, I sort it out what cigar that I'm about to give away. And the good, I, I, I like to give people stuff that people don't experience a lot or see a lot and stuff like that. And I keep those on the down low so I don't smoke them just in case, you know, like, hey. Six months planned, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, um, I think that became nine months planned. <laughs> I think so too, man. Shit, but um, yeah. So that's how I ever start. My, I used to like just sort it by brands, but then once you get so much and you start scuffing around, and then uh, yeah, it just went to crap. To tell the truth. Yeah, I tend to keep the stuff that I smoke often or recently outside, not in the humidor. <laughs> it's like on my computer on the side of my table you know if you guys see me, my, me on the uh, the stream you'll see like boxes outside especially these two camachos behind my desk it's always gonna sit there because that's what i smoke and and, uh, and you guys don't see my uh my computer but on top of my computer is flat and with a fan on the bottom so i just put, put it on there it's always good temperature it's always good so i just i just keep those and so when i give away cigar when i send that cigar it's usually what i can see if it's in front of me somewhere, I can grab one and send it out. Like for Peter, I got, I had to literally go and find them <laughs> because you know again it's like nine months, nine months, uh, 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 you know, 
uh, plan. So I have I already have two containers of cigars in in a side, but I I literally just put it right next to me because I know I'll forget, you know. So I just have it right next to me, and then you know eventually I'll get to that nine months plan because the problem with the uh, with collecting cigar is that once you have a collection, once you know what you want to give to people, that people see to what you smoke. And they go by the same thing, and then you gotta take it out of your collection. You're like, okay, that's not that's he have that. Okay, put it away. He have that. And whenever whenever I feel like I'm almost ready, I see Peter post a picture. Right, of the yeah, I like to fuck Peter, yeah. man. The hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we gotta take it out. You now another 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 three months there. And I have to wait for the cigar release and stuff like that. And and that's the one thing I want to talk about, right? So Peter, your collection of cigars has dramatically changed, right? You have, uh, if you look at his Instagram. He tends to have crown heads. He tends to have like DTT for the last year. Definitely DTT. He's been buying all kind of different cigars recently. Recently. And 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 there's got to be something that triggers it, right? So Peter, what triggered you uh, to, to want to try those cigars? To say, I want to buy a box of these, a five pack of those, uh, aside from trying them because Obviously, you didn't buy them just to try them. If you want to try them, you buy like a one or two stick to try them, right? You buy them because you're like, okay, I'm going to keep some of these. Yeah. So what got you to do that? Yeah, it's mostly uh, peer pressure from all your friends. Because uh, if I had my choice of smoking, my my top brands are, you know, Dunbarton, Crown Heads, and Placencia. And I would just smoke within my three favorite groups because I know, you know, 80% of their stuff is something I'm going to enjoy. And then you start making friends and you're like, well, I want to send them cigars and I just can't send them cigars from three different brands. Like I got to mix it up. So then you just start looking outside of your comfort zone and you're like, okay, well, I got to try more cigars and I'm going to share them. So I might as well buy a box of those cigars because I'm going to want to smoke some. And then I'm going to want to share some with Eric and Tony and Martin. And then, you know, Roger shows up and he's like, oh, I haven't had that one yet. And then Felipe's like, how was that cigar? Oh, it's good. Let me send you one. And before you know it, you buy a box, you smoked one out of it and you gave away the other, you know, 11, 12, whatever's in the box. And you don't even have a box anymore. So... (laughs) It, that's really what spurred it along is now you're watching, you know, you become friends with these guys who review. And the problem with friends that review is they're constantly smoking new stuff. So it's like, all right, well, I got to kind of keep up with that, which forces me to try new things. And then if I'm lucky, I'll acquire some stuff that they haven't acquired. And then the trading aspect happens. And then you're sending bombs to people and, and they return fire. So that, that quickly gets out of hand when you're buying boxes and looking for boxes to buy because you're you don't want necessarily want to one up them but you kind of do at the same oh, time we do <laughs> we talk about we do we we right. do unconsciously <laughs> so the 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 moral of the story is do not have reviewer friends <laughs> it, yeah that's that's what i that's a long-winded way of saying smoke alone yes smoke alone <laughs> oh man uh, I, I don't know I, I never try to say one up but the thing is that like you know you constantly feel like oh I got this well, what's another one you know yep. what's another one to buy and then just send it to a friend yep. right what, what's another one right so it, it didn't feel like that way but with that being said Peter uh now that you kind of had to get out of your comfort zone, 
do you feel that you get to try more things that's actually better or is like you know i i don't even know why i'm trying all these things that they all they're uh, so bad yeah well it goes both ways right so you find brands that you're like wow i really enjoy this and i would have never have tried it unless someone recommended it or send it to me and then you know you, you make friends who like caldwell cigars and you're like well this isn't really my thing but i'll smoke <laughs> them because you're sending them to me and you know you suffer through it. You got to smoke what your friends send you and you might find a gem along the way. But, uh, you know, that's part of the fun, right? Because everyone has a different palate. And, you know, when someone hypes up a cigar that they really like and they give it to you to try, that's that's what's so much fun is you get to experience other people's favorites. And yep. then it's vice versa. You send them a stick that you're madly in love with and you're like, this is my favorite cigar of the moment. I love it. I bought a box of it here try one and then eric's like this is not gonna make my top 10 this is the bad cigar <laughs> and i'm sorry you sent it to me but that's what's fun about it and that's why collecting has been like my most fun aspect of the hobby yes it's very i enjoy seeing i enjoy seeing people smoking the bad cigar yeah he like this he literally why i sent eric this is the stuff that i sent eric i would go like i say i'm an impulse buyer i see something i, I would just buy it Right, and I'll buy a bunch of those, and I know their shit, and I'll send it to Eric. <laughs> like I don't understand why he would make me suffer so much, and like we friends, we talk every goddamn day, and this dude just decided just freaking ruin my life or ruin my night with after work or something like that, you know? No, but then that's the thing, like you know, whenever you see a bad thing, you think about Tony. Oh, from that from that point on, every time you see like a bad cigar, you walk by, you're like, "Yep, I'm gonna skip this cigar because I know Tony's gonna send me this shit." Yep. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Like when I shot for cigar, I was like, "Huh, what can I get him that would just mess him up?" <laughs> At this point, um, I kind of want to do a, a a shameless plug. Now, Peter has a show with two other people, with two other people called Cigar Unbanded on YouTube, and I think that relatively came from you know getting all kind of different cigar and sharing them and you know it's part of that fun that they start to um share each other with cigars that they remove the band and then try to guess what cigar that is uh through smoking together and i think that's really fun and and that just makes the the, the cigar hobby even like another layer of fun right uh and, and that came from sharing that came from you know want to have fun with uh with uh with a fellow smoker that you know enjoy cigars you know and and that makes you want to go out and find a few more things that are different like you know it's really hard to guess they look similar that kind of stuff so you know i i want to put it out there because peter uh is one of the guys that's in that show and uh along with felipe and roger uh they do that every thursday i believe it's 8 30 eastern time i want to say yeah nine eastern yeah nine now okay so it's nine it's about two hours long so you know people who want to uh, indirectly share the fun of sharing a random cigar with friends i think that's the best part like to, to to give a random cigar to a friend and have them smoke it and see if they know what that is and and you can indirectly get that fun part of it by watching them try to guess what that is and 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 felipe is just like dissecting that thing in his head like the moment he smokes something like probably one third of the way through felipe will like is that Nicaraguan tobacco in there? Is that you know, Opatepe? You know, I think I, I I think I know what that is. You know, and then you know, join the fun. You can kind of guess it in the in the 
in the chat room as well. It's pretty cool. So I want to put that out there to let people know that Peter don't just only have an Instagram. They're also doing that specific live show for people to enjoy and have fun with. So Peter, when you came up with that idea, well, I don't know who came up with that idea. When you guys decided to do that, what is the catalyst that brought you guys wanting to do that? So, I, you know, Roger and Felipe, uh, we, we've become pretty good friends and we wanted to do something uh, on a consistent basis that would be fun to do. And uh, I came up with the idea for the unbanded part of it because, you know, everyone has a bias when they smoke a cigar, whether you see the band and you already think you're going to love it or it's from a blender that you just you're like, this is the best blender in the world and it's my favorite factory. So for me, it was like, how about we send each other cigars, remove all of that nonsense around it, the branding, the story, the blenders, just slap some numbers on them. You know, we'll let the people watching pick what we're going to smoke that week. And we'll go through the cigar and just say whether we like it or not, you know, call out some tasting notes, whether we think it's an overall good cigar, if it's not a good cigar. And once you have no idea what you are smoking and where it came from and, you know, brands, makes, all that stuff, it goes out the window, you're just left with the cigar. So you have to sit through it. You know, you have a conversation. We're talking with all of our friends and talking with the chat and just kind of going through what we're getting. And when we reveal the cigar at the end, it's like, wow, I would have never picked that cigar up at a store. Like I would have seen, I walked buy that cigar a hundred times in a shop and I would have never picked it up and I didn't like it. So I'm glad I never picked it up or you smoked it and you're like, I got to go get more of these. This was, you know, a really good cigar that I wasn't expecting. So, you know, we're sending stuff from our personal collections, which is fun. We're just going to B and M's and getting stuff that anyone can get off the shelf usually. So it's a fun way to just experience all these cigars that you otherwise would just not even pick up. And uh, it's been a lot of fun because the chat interacts, people are guessing, you know, just by the Vitola size and the color of the shade of the wrapper. And everyone's just kind of like trying to figure out what it is. And it's fun because a lot of times the chat does get it right before we even get to the reveal. But um, it's just a really good way to kind of scale things back and just get to smoking cigars and figuring out if you like it or not. Now, with that being said, right, being unbended, I think that's one of the tough part about having a cigar collection. When the cigar is unbended, like, there's no way to tell what it is. There, like, you know, when you buy those bundles, when you buy a store special or something like that, sometimes they don't have bends on it and you can't tell what it is. And that, you know, that's the hardest part of having a cigar collection if you don't keep track of what it is. Like, I, I, Eric doesn't buy unbended cigar. I have some unbended cigar, but I can't tell you what is what. Like I, I you know, I can tell you that if it's a box press, right? I'm looking at it, I can tell you if whether or not it's a Habano or or Connecticut. But I can tell you what it is. I where I got it from, when I got it from, what blend that is. I can't tell. So uh, when it comes to that, uh, let's 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 ask uh, Martin. Like, do you do you collect, you know, unbanded cigar, and do you tend to buy like a, a bunch of them? Like, how do you figure out what's what? I mean, I do buy some unbanded cigars, but like I normally, if it's from a cigar brand that I know and that I like, I'll buy them. Um, but I'm not going out and just buying them just because. Um, like if I see them in the humidor and it's from a, like uh, I've bought those Caldwell packs that are unbanded uh, just to try them out. Some of them were good, some were not. 
but if it's something that um, they have like a house blend, I'll try it out. Like I'll ask who makes them for them and what factory or whatever. And I'll be like, yeah, I'll try that stuff out. But do you label them like, you know, in your no. humidor? Like how do you tell what's what in your humidor? No, I don't label them. I usually smoke them within the first month of buying them. I'll let them rest so for you don't a little bit. Keep, it's, not, it's, it's actually more of a rotation than part of your collection. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How about Eric? What happened when you received those um, Bender cigar? What to do? What do I, uh, I usually smoke it on the live for like the second cigar, the cigar that I don't give a crap about. Yeah, okay. I use them. So I use like you, you don't bother to remember what that is. At because, all. Like, I don't. I don't <laughs> care what it is. <laughs> because after the first cigar, usually the second cigar, I give a crap about it because I can't taste nothing anyway. How about Peter? Do you have any of the um, Bender cigar inside your collection? How do you keep track of it? <sighs> um. Not really. Everything I buy usually is banded right now. Um, when I'm searching for things for the show that we're doing, I'll go through and I'll just kind of figure out what I think that no one has smoked yet. Or uh, I'll pick a cigar that everyone raves about because I want to see what they're going to say when they don't know what it is. Uh, or, you know, vice versa. If there's a cigar that everyone trashes, and then I was like, well, let's see if we take the band off if people like it. So uh, for me, most of, like uh, almost everything in my humidors is banded. Uh, I know where it's from. And then um, I'll sort through and figure out what we're going to use for the show that week. But we we send each other cigars. So I have a, a, we usually send five packs. So five different cigars. So I have, you know, a pack from Felipe. I have no no idea what's in them. And then Roger sent five as well. So the only thing you can see is the Vitola size and you're kind of guessing what you think it might be. Cause if you see a certain shape that kind of gives it away, like Roger definitely sent a Padron cause it looks like a Padron, but he's not admitting <laughs> to it, but that's the fun part, right? You think you're smoking something, who knows? It might be something completely different, but um, you know, that's how we operate the show right now. And it's been fun. It's relatively easy to see a Padron. Yeah, I just look like, at the front. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, look at the front. You know, like, Padron is pretty identifiable. <laughs> yeah. Right? But yeah, like, and I think that's the hardest part is to have um, all those unbanded cigars. I have unbanded cigars everywhere. And I used to put a, like a like a, like a sticky note on there to just remember what they are. And they fall off. I never just put it back. Like, if I have a bunch of them and they fall off, the, 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 the post-it falls off. I don't know which one to put it back on. <laughs> there was no way. So eventually, I, I, I give up. You know, if I, if I tend to smoke it, I, I smoke it. That you know, if it's a good cigar, well, too bad. I don't know what it is. You know, there's no way to tell what it is other than the shape and 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 stuff. I just smoke an Amazon basin. And if the that braided band falls off, I would never know what that is. So one of the things that I used to do was when I did buy that Caldwell stuff, like I would tear just the top part where you can pull the cigar out. And keep it in that packaging so you at least know what it is they're unbanded but they're in that little package so i'd have cigars in there for like i don't know six months and i would just grab them every once in a while just kind of try out and see how they aged but i wouldn't like completely take them out and then forget about forget what they were i, I will forget what they were even, like you know sometimes even with the band on it i'll be like what is this band like I like it has no name on it. It just have a yeah, dude. Icon. Oh my god, when the band don't have no name, I was like, bro, what is this cigar? <laughs> right, and you, you probably used to remember it too. You're like, I used to know what this yeah. is, but I just don't know what that is now, and that's a problem with the collection. So let's talk about um, storing your collections. 
storing your collections, right? Uh, you guys already know the way I store my collections everywhere. Like, you know, anywhere that I can find a crevice, including my armpit, I'll put it there. You know, I just don't know where to put it. And I just find a place to put you it. Try, <clears throat> so have you tried it? with my floor? Have you tried your butt crack? I won't hold. Oh, you won't hold. Okay. Uh, there's too much thing coming out of it. Just, uh, no. <laughs> That's a it suppository. So, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I have, like, if I turn to my left right now, you'll see a bunch of cigar order boxes that has cigar in there. They just like, you know, it's still in, it's like United Postal Priority Mail box in there. The cigar I bought from Miami is still in that Davidoff bag. You didn't move, re- you there. didn't do anything to it yet? I can't find a place for it. Oh my God. <laughs> I know it's Davidoff. It's just sitting there. It's fine. <laughs> I just don't know where to put them. So, like, I don't have a good way to put my cigars, except a few. Like, right now, I have a place where all the cigars I receive from a friend, it, it sits in, in, in one particular closet. And that closet, the entire shelf is full. You don't have three shelves. Entire shelf is full now. <laughs> so, I don't know what to do with it. But, you know, I want to talk about you guys how you store your cigar and what, what, or like, you know, what you put it in and stuff like that. So let's start with Eric. Like, you know, how do you organize your cigar? What do you put it in and stuff? Uh, I used to use Tupperdor a lot, but then recently a friend gave me a good price on two electric humidor and I store it in there now. And, uh, yeah, thank you routine. But, um, yeah, that's how I put my cigar now. I got like, two big ass electric humidor that I just fit, try to shove everything in there. It's, it's full. But I'm still trying to shove stuff in there. <laughs> That's how I saw it. It's supposed to keep it like 80% full. Anything more than that, it starts to lose its efficiency. Oh, really? So. Because it's like 90% full. <laughs> yeah, and the, the air doesn't circulate anymore. There's no room for the, the humidity to travel. It'll it be fine. It will be fine. <laughs> yeah, it will be fine. Uh, uh, Peter, how do you store yours? I, I kind of have an idea how do you store yours because you showed it to us, but let, let the listener know like how do you store yours? Yeah, so the evolution was okay. I'm I'm gonna get a desktop humidor, right? That can hold 50 sticks, and and that's all I'll, I'll ever need. I won't need anything else. 50 sticks is the max. I'm good. And then, like three months later, I had three electric humidors full to the brim, and I was like, well, I can't keep buying electric humidors. This is gonna get a little crazy. So I went to Tupperdors and Cooladors. Um, I have a. Uh, a pretty good setup. My unfinished part of the, my basement stays at like 68 degrees all year round. So temperature is really not like an issue for me. So I just have uh, about four racks full of about, oh, there's about 25 Tupper doors there. And they house uh, a lot of my um, common sticks. And I'll separate them by brand. So I'll have like a box for Crown Heads, a box for Dumbarton. And uh, they're all stored with Bovidas. And, um, my larger stuff where I keep boxes is the, uh, I have a few massive, uh, um, coolers, pretty big coolers and, uh, they're getting full quickly now that I'm buying more boxes because you, you got to keep the box for some of these. They're really pretty, especially yes. Uh, yes. the year ofs. Right. So, uh, you know, I, I'm running out of space cause those coolers aren't small. They're pretty big. And, uh, yeah, like I said, they're housing all my boxes right now. So it's a nice little setup. I'm lucky I have a pretty temperature controlled area for everything. I just have to worry about humidity and, and I do all that with Bovida now. Okay. 
I mean, that's uh, that's one of the things. I mean, Peter and I, we live relatively close to each other, if you want to, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things. So I think we tend to have a house that is temperature controlled, right? Yeah, because everybody in our area, wintertime is cold, it's, it's really bad. So we tend to have to keep our house really nicely insulated, you know, and, and the average temperature will be between 68 and 72. And, and even 72 is kind of hot. So, uh, you know, we, that's, the, that's the benefit of it. And the humidity, uh, there is quite a bit of fluctuations uh, for, for those people who live in the Upper East Side of America. Uh, in the wintertime, it's very, very dry. It's like the 20 to 30% range. And uh, during the summertime, you're like, you know, 50% range. Somehow, I don't know why my basement just like to keep in the 60 to 70% range all year around. And the wintertime, look over like, why is my basement at 70%? Oh, well, you know. <laughs> so uh, I tend to be able to put everything everywhere, especially in my bathroom. It's, it's great. It's always at 70%. So you with the bathroom, <clears throat> man. My, my, uh, m- m- my laundry room is, you know, sometimes it goes to the 80% range. But, you know, I think because the dryer sheet, they, 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 they stay well. But the, the dryer sheet actually keeps my cigars taste like dryer sheet so yeah like i say it's not recommended uh, you know but i i don't have a i tried tupperware tupperdoor before you know it i have a stack of 25 tupperdoor. yeah yeah and fast it's and and i don't know a lot of listeners probably never see me looking for a cigar i will look at the entire basement every single place just to find one cigar so i hated the fact that i had to take out every single top of the world, open up every single one just to find one cigar. So I stopped doing that. I stopped doing that. The cooler door have the smell. I, some people don't smell it. Like my wife says she doesn't smell it when I had it in there, but I can smell it when I open it. And I, when I smell the cello, it smells like the cooler door, uh, the, the whole entire cooler. So I stopped using that because it has that smell to it. It, it, it actually goes on to the cigars. So I don't know if any other people have that problem. And that's why I stopped using that. So now I just, you know, I just like, if I got to get a cigar, I just buy the box and then I keep it in the box. And then just stack those boxes on top of each other. And, and put a Bovita pack in there if I needed to. But most of the time, I don't have to do anything with them. They, you know, if you look at my uh, my cases, it's just all boxes. The, the loose sticks I have, I bought trays those cedar trays and i put it in the cedar tray and i put it in an enclosed uh cabinet uh does the cabinet 100 percent proof of uh air leak and all that no no but my basement is such a uh well my house is is in the regulated you know humidity and regulated uh temperature i i don't uh, even if i leave it open it'll be fine so that's how i ended up storing all my cigars but like i said i don't have a method to the madness i don't remember what i have and i only remember what i smoked last week maybe maybe he remembers maybe last week yeah uh martin when you have your collections right mm-hmm. so uh, uh how how do you how do you store your your cigars um so i had so i had two wine doors that i would keep um um all my cigars in with the shelving uh temperature and humidity controlled um just and then even then, even though I still had like temperature control, I would keep bovidas in there because I would notice that the fluctuation between the floors just was different. Now, all I have is just a little desktop humidor and I keep a couple boba in there. I keep some sensors just so that I can regulate the, temp- the humidity outside from my app. Uh, that's that's kind of all I use now. 
But uh, going back to what you were saying about the smell, um, Peter, do you have you like like what's the process on getting yours set up? Like, did you clean it out? Do you ha- did you experience any of that smell? Like, what's the deal with the uh, cooler doors? Yeah, I've never noticed a smell um, in my Tupper doors or cooler doors. When I had the electric humidors, those had a smell to them. And I had to uh, rinse them out with, uh, what's it, baking soda and water, and then let them air dry for a while. And then once you start filling things with cedar, like the shelving, it usually goes away. I keep a lot of cedar in all my tupadors, whether it's, you know, pieces of uh, cedar that I've purchased and and put in there or just cedar that I get from boxes. Because, you know, once you start buying boxes, they all have cedar linings and trays and you can kind of pull them apart. So... Every uh, Tupper door has its fair share of um, of cedar in it in, in one way or another. Um, so I've been lucky, but I definitely rinse everything out, let them air dry, make sure they're good to go before you uh, start throwing your cigars in them. Uh, talking about like, you know, baking soda. So when I got the, the top, uh, the, the cooler, I washed them out and then I put cigar in there. And then a week later, when I opened it up, I smelled that plastic smell. So I took them out and I wiped them down with alcohol. And then I put the cigar back in there after it aired out. And then a week later, I opened up, smells like plastic. So um, I, I decided to put um, you know, those baking soda where you just break apart uh, a cap. And then you, you, know, you leave in the fridge, that kind of baking soda stuff. And I put it in the, hum- uh, the cooler. That is the worst decision I've ever made in my life. I've had to throw away all those cigars. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You, right. you put that in with the cigar? Yeah, I put it right in the cooler. Oh, God. Thinking that it's got to absorb those plastic smell. And I had to throw away all the cigar in there. Reason being, after I leave it there for a month, I open it up. I don't smell plastic, but not all the cigar tastes like calcium. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I had to throw away all the cigar. Okay. Uh, so I stopped using that. Uh, the, 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 don't don't do that. Don't go buy those like you know arm and hammer baking soda and putting your humidor anywhere because that would ruin your cigars. Oh yeah. You you would ruin your cigars. Yeah. Not only that, you, I kind of dries out my cigar too yeah, for some reason. I, that, that absorbs moisture. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> That was the worst choice I had. So uh, in terms of the, the wine doors, I think once you wipe them off, they no longer have that smell. It's only from the factory, I think, that, that has that smell. Once you wipe them out, they don't have that smell. Yeah. So um, I also tried to put baking soda and cedar trays in the cedar wood in there. And the cedar starts to crack for some reason, even though there's enough humidity. So yeah, don't use baking soda. It's, it's a horrible choice. Learn from my mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope, I hope you didn't have expensive cigars in there <laughs> oh my god dude uh what i have in there i have some romeo y julietas in there i have some uh olivas in there okay so they're, they're not I bad have, i have a box of dtt in there no <sighs> you should do that you should do that all the time no it was a uh, same compromiso i think that's what it is in there uh i have uh i have like two boxes of avo in there yeah you could destroy those all day that that might have made the avos taste better to be honest maybe they tasted much <laughs> it just better tastes like calcium like all you taste is baking soda right <laughs> and i have a box of wasabi in there i have a box of uh, uh what's it h upman in there 
and few other loose sticks in the in the um in the zipper bag. Now the one in zipper bag kind of doesn't have that much smell to it. I think I, at that point when I opened the zipper bag, it's all mental. Like you probably didn't <laughs> smell like that, but I feel like it smells like that. But at that point, it's like you forgot to throw them away. It's like, you know, it's already to that point. I always gotta remember it. I always gotta have this mental thing that think that I screwed this up. I might as well just throw them away. So I end up throwing all those away. But yeah, learn from my mistake. Do not do that. See, everybody was a noob once. <laughs> it wasn't that. It wasn't that, that I'm a noob about it. It's just that for science, you think you're worth. <laughs> Wait, nothing. Another thing is don't put vinegar on there. I know people wipe their uh, uh, humidors and stuff like that with vinegar. Vinegar will have that sourness until you let it air out. It has to dry and air out before you put the cigar in there. Some people are like, no, air, uh, vinegar and, and water, let's just go at it, you know, wipe it down and put the train. No, you do that. And the next day you have some stinky tofu and mold going on. You know, it's not a good thing. So, yeah, learn from my mistakes. Never do that. Never do that. Okay. Uh, from this point, let's uh, I'll use the last few minutes of the show. Let's talk about uh, advices, right? We all have a different level of storing cigars and starting collection and all that stuff. So let's talk about what is the best advice you can give and kind of give an explanation of why you want to give that advice to people who want to start a collection or already have a collection where they should change, what should they change in, and, you know, your little DIY uh, trickery to keep this madness into something more manageable. So let's start with uh, the Peter, who is probably the most organized out of all of us. Yes. Yeah, I, I like to keep all my Tupperdoors organized. Like I said, I, I know what's in them. Uh, I don't have a list, but I know what's in them. But my advice would be, if you're new to the collection, the collecting aspect of the hobby, is don't feel like you have to rush out and get every box that hits the market understand you're gonna miss releases it's gonna happen no one's got unlimited money don't feel bad don't get fomo if you can't find a box that people are talking about you know form relationships with people trade you'll get your hands on something if you can uh you know meet the right people and make the right friends but buy boxes that you enjoy they don't have to be le's they don't have to be yearly releases you know, smoke the normal stuff first, find what you enjoy and and start small. A box is nice, but so is a five pack. You don't need 20 cigars of a, of a brand when you're starting out. Just get a few sticks and then find something else that you really enjoy. Um, I got caught up in always thinking I, I got to buy every LE from my favorite brands because once it's gone, it's gone. And that mentality is, it'll hurt you in the end because there's just, there's so much coming out constantly that there's no reason to worry about. So have fun with it, collect what you enjoy and, uh, and really make friends in the community. Because like I said, if there's stuff you can't find, someone probably has it already. And maybe you have something that they enjoy. So getting those friendships, uh, will go a long way in your journey. And it just makes it more enjoyable. Okay. So I think uh, the moral of the Peter's story is that find a couple Asian friends who cannot stop himself <laughs> from buying LEs. <laughs> yes. That, that yeah, was just buying normal idea. stuff. And 
and yeah, just buy, buy your normal stuff and just stare at the, the Asian friends go crazy. <laughs> and they go, like, I want to buy every single year of the dragon and watch them die. Watch them get out and, and get a mortgage just so that they can all of a sudden, when they say they want something and every company start to make it. Yeah, I think that's the moral of the story. All right, Martin, go ahead. All right. Uh, for me, one of the biggest things that I found was space. So if you're starting out with your first humidor, go bigger than you think you need because you're always going to have or want to buy more and it's going to be to where you don't have any space. So if you're thinking about getting a 50 count humidor, go for a hundred. Um, just kind of double up and you'll have the extra space. Even if you're not using it all, you'll have the extra space for when you need it. So you're giving yourself room to grow. Um, I started off with buying a bunch of singles and it took me about a good two years before I bought my first box. So just experiencing singles, two packs, five packs, and just filling up the humidor with stuff that I liked or wanted to smoke. That was my main thing. So go with the bigger size humidor than you think you need because it's better to have more space than not enough. Okay. Um, I think I want to add to that because that's what I, I think I want to add to that. And that's something that I, I, I am slightly different than Martin is that I'm going to recommend people not to buy any humidor until you have at least 500 cigars. Don't buy any humidor. You got to think 500 cigars a lot. But once you start collecting, found your cigar, it'll you, get there very quickly. You, it, it, within a week, you have a hundred cigar if you try, right? Uh, you know, you you have you buy bundles, you buy this and that. You you have that. Keep your cigar collection until you have five hundred cigars, and go buy a cigar humidor that will hold at least a thousand, because that's I think that's the breaking point, right? Where you're going to stay around the same way if you're like 500 cigars enough because if you keep them in rotation, if you smoke one cigar a day, you smoke 365 cigars. So you're, if you keep them in rotation, you'll be under 500 somewhere. And at that point, having a 1,000 cigar count humidor, you'll be just about the right amount in the humidity, 50% fill, right? And when they say 1,000, it's not it's really 1,000. Yeah, it's sometimes uh, you have a lot of big cigars. Uh, they don't fill. They don't fill 1,000. So having 500 cigar in a thousand count humidor, it will be a perfect fit. And it will f you'll realize you save hundreds and hundreds of do uh, dollars uh, for not buying those humidors. Because you have to buy a hundred one and you got to buy another hundred. You got to buy, buy that five times. And when you finally buy that thousand count, you just lost that five humidor that you don't really need. <laughs> you, you really don't need it. Like I have them everywhere. Oh, everywhere. I would suggest to do what Peter does with the top of door. Buy a big old... Topador is huge. It's on Amazon, right? Shove it in there. Put a Bovita, call it a day. Yeah. Basically, uh, before you get that many, don't even think about humidor. Yeah. There's no point. You, you'll be rotating through your cigar quicker than you uh, than, than your collection. Because having a 500 uh, count of cigar in a collection is quite a bit for most people. It's a lot. You know, just think about you had to buy 500 cigars a year. Uh, let's say it's... Um, $20 cigar for the sake of easy. That's a thousand dollars, right? So, yeah. Right. So you, you, you'll be adding up quickly. Is it two, five? It can't be a thousand. It's got to be more. No, 10,000. 10, 500, 520, 
ten. So so it's ten thousand, ten thousand dollars. Yeah. Ten thousand dollars, twenty dollars a cigar. Twenty dollars a cigar. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot of money. That's Most people isn't gonna spend that kind of money. Hobby, no, guys. I, like, <laughs> I buy that many cigars. Uh, oh yeah, ten thousand dollars. Sorry about that. Ten thousand、uh, dollar. That's a lot of money for most people to spend on, on cigars. Average American earns between、uh, what thirty five to fifty thousand dollar a year.、Uh, spend ten thousand dollar on cigars. That's a lot of money. So I don't think that anybody's gonna go over that amount. I quit. I quit this hobby, man. <laughs> <laughs> on a standard, you know, rotation of cigars. So you know, keep、uh, keep in mind. You're gonna reach 500 if you tend to smoke one cigar, a, you know, a day, and then you buy more than that a week. So, that that's a good amount to to start. That's a good amount to 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 gauge for. Now, if you ended up going to a thousand cigar, like if you went from 500 to a thousand, now you need to start to think of to get one of those big cabinets be part of your furniture in that home. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe just sacrifice your baby room. You know, make it that entire that entire room as a, as a humidor at that point. Because if you have a thousand cigar, you spend quite too much money on cigars, and that's when you gotta start thinking like, hey, maybe need to get a mortgage, buy a new house, and store your cigars. <laughs> that's it. Okay, but five hundred should be should be the right amount. So, Eric, what's your what's your suggestion?、Uh, my suggestion is like what Peter does in the beginning. Don't overspend. Just grab what you can smoke. Enjoy the hobby. Once you get a little bit collection, you know, like, it, just grab a tubador, man. Just literally grab a tubador, and you'll be fine. And for that long period of time, because if you start out first, start out collection, you don't want to spend like a ton of money, unless you really want to do it. You know, unless you know. And if you do buy like expensive stick, you probably have like twenty expensive stick in the right off the bat. Right, it, it's still not that much to store, to be honest. You can still toss that in a bag or something like that. Even though they're like three hundred dollars thick, and you got twenty of them, you ain't gonna fill nothing up. <laughs> so, and it that would save you money to buy the more expensive cigar that you want as well. That's how I would do it. That's how I kind of did it too. Tell the truth. <laughs> and I also want to mention that keep in mind one out of ten. I think that's what that that that's the right amount.、Uh, roughly one out of ten people fall out of the hobby. So、no. when you have too much cigars, when you follow the hobby, you can't really get rid of it. It's not that easy. You can't just go to a community that says, "I want to offload all my cigars." It's a lot harder than you think. Yeah. So if you're gonna start a collection, make sure that's something that you want to keep up with. You want to maintenance it because you gotta keep. You gotta make sure that your collection is in good shape, right? It's an investment.、Uh, so before you start collecting, I'm not saying don't, but think about it. Is this hobby really for you? Are you gotta be able to smoke through all these if you decide to quit? You know, like you know, if you have five hundred cigars, you decide to quit, give yourself a year, you'll you'll be done with those cigars, right? So, I would say don't go over overboard. Like for me, I had to write in my will that if I die, I give all my cigars to the to the military, like because I know I have way too much cigars. That this, <laughs> I'm not gonna you know dump it on my wife. Just hey. When I passed away, make sure to sell these things. They all money. No, just just donate all these. No, just then, bring know, it to well, the grave, bro. Bring it to the grave. <laughs> yeah, and make sure to burn my body on top of those cigars.、Uh, but you know, it's one of those things that you had to really think about. Is that investment for you? Because in the end, it's all money. It、so、is your hard-earned money. And if you quit, you don't you don't decide not to enjoy them anymore. That's something you'll never get back.、Um, you know. A hobby is that every hobby costs money. Okay, every hobby is extend amount of money that you're committing to it. So make sure that when you thinking about those, 
this is why I said don't buy humidor too early because you might find out it's not for you like a year in or two year in. You're like, you know, that's too much upkeep. I don't have that. You have a newborn child right away. That cigar is going to the back burner. You're, you're not buying cigars, right? You, you have to move. You have to do all that. All that cigar is the last thing you think about, right? You don't and and if cigar is very easy to quit because you don't get addicted to it. You know, if you if something comes up, <laughs> I don't have time for cigar today. It's not coming in today. Yeah. No, nope. right? And, and and some I've seen some people that got sick, uh, you know, from from you know various things, right? You know, injury or whatever, and they just don't smoke cigar for like extended period of time. And at that point. They just don't find a reason to get back to because they don't have the time. They don't have the effort. They don't want to take the effort, whatever that is. So, you know, when you think about to collect a collection, really think about whether or not you want to start a collection. You know, if you just want to enjoy a cigar, you can at any time go to a cigar shop, grab a cigar. Yeah, you basically just like you said, you don't always have to get LEs. You don't have to smoke a LE. You know why? Because if you've never smoked it, you're not losing anything for not ever tasting it. (laughs) You don't know why you're missing. Yep. Right. And not all the LE are good. Some LEs are really, really bad, right? So if you think about that, you're not missing much, not getting the LEs, especially if you're not getting the box. There's nothing to collect. There's nothing you're missing. You know, and whatever the blend that you're missing today, you might find it in the other cigar tomorrow. When I right? first started out, my girl was like, why are you buying these cigars to store? You have a place that literally free to store it for you. You just go grab it whenever you want called the bean and I'm or lounge and she was like I was like I get so tired of just going there every day okay <laughs> and yeah. yeah I can buy the cigar with the with the money I use on gas <laughs> I can buy a lot of cigar with the money that I save for not having to charge my electric car <laughs> I don't have an electric car asshole <laughs> <laughs> right. If you, if you think if you put on your other perspective, collecting something is great. It's part of this hobby. Sharing is definitely a big part of this hobby. I don't I don't think people do it enough. A lot of people are missing that part of this hobby, which is sharing, which is is, is social. Right. Cigar is social. It's right? very social. I, I think that's yeah. fair to say. And and social is part of sharing. Like you know, if you're in an alcohol, like you know, whiskey collection, your favorite part is probably not only tasting it, but sharing that taste with someone else and say, hey, have you tried this bottle? Get a sip. Here's, a, here's one finger of it. Now just have a shirt and let me know what you like it. You know, it's getting other people's opinion on that is the best part of it. That's why we watch review, right? We, we want to see what other people think about certain cigars yeah. and what, you know, what their reaction is when they smoke a bad one. Even though they're you know, not number like, one, you know, you have to smoke it and you have to see what's good. Yeah. Right. And, <laughs> and, 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 and that's part of the hobby. And I know it's investment. I know it's money, but... That's what hobby is. You put money into something you like to do to gain happiness out of it. And the best part of happiness is actually giving, not receiving. Yep. Receiving, yeah, you're happy, but giving is happier. Giving, in my opinion. giving feel good, man. Like, you know, the expression when they open your package, it's like, oh, God, what the hell are these? <laughs> you know? Uh, for, for those people who want us to get the best reaction, send it to Roger because he, oh, he, yeah. he does, he's expert at unboxing now expert so if you want to get a reaction you get you send it to roger <laughs> okay so that will be it for this particular episode i hope somebody who's listening actually learn something or, or take some of these suggestions like for example don't use um don't use baking soda that kind of stuff uh don't put it in your laundry room that kind of stuff and and, and you know and and Maybe someone that didn't start a collection might start a collection from this point. 
you know, and congratulations if you decide to do that. And maybe somebody say, you know what, I was gonna start a collection after I think about ten thousand dollar, ten thousand dollars, ten thousand dollar. I'm not gonna do this anymore. You know, that would be fine too. You know, make the best choice for yourself, and you know, hopefully,、uh, you'll be happy with that decision, right? Okay, so that will be it for this particular episode. I'll see you guys the next one. <sighs> Bye, guys. Peace. You've been listening to the In the Shadows podcast. There's nothing like a fine cigar, and that's our passion. And on the show, we'll talk about everything and anything cigars. And you know what happens when you get a bunch of guys together smoking cigars? The conversations go on and on. And that is what this show is all about. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review. Remember, everything you need is on YouTube at Soy Sauce Assassin. The live show is every Wednesday and Saturday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And get cigar reviews. Wishing you long ashes. We'll see you next time on In the Shadows podcast.